advised me and said, I want you to be a preacher. And um, I kind of kept that to myself. And then when I was about, almost about 16, I then told Rick with, the, Rick with my youth pastor who was on the West Coast. And then um, there was another church in the area. We were going, they were going to the West Coast for a college trip. And my youth pastor was on the West Coast. And also my pastor at the time, he had, they, they, his kids had gotten to the West Coast. And so we were headed out there. That's kind of where I figured I wanted to go. And then after that college was over, too, that's where I was supposed to go. And then I ended up telling my parents and my church family and whatnot about um, how I was about to preach. And then God just kind of directed my, my life um, to West Coast. And now going into my senior year there, God just wants to touch your life and just have you done. And so that's, that's kind of exciting. But this past uh, winter, that's how I, got, I was able to get involved in this internship. Um, we had some past, so my, a good friend of mine, Wyatt Bolton, he had done this, this internship last, last year. And he, he told me about it. And so I went and talked to my brother Hobbs, who comes to the college and is looking for a couple of guys. And so I got to talking with him and, and just filled out the application and, and the interview process and whatnot. And, and now I have the privilege to, to travel with it. And it's been, it's been a huge blessing. Been able to learn a lot from all the different pastors I've been to and be able to just see how ministry is conducted. And it's been, been a great experience. And with that, I want to thank our pastor Mundane for allowing me to be here. Um, thank you for, and, and, and Pat Valley Baptist Church, thank you for, the, for this opportunity. Thank you for allowing me to be here, for being able to preach and learn under Pastor Mundane and for just the, the great week that I, I've had here. Um, I'm really appreciative and um, it's going to be unfortunate on, on Monday when I have to take off and not, not looking forward to it really. But that's, the, that's about us right here. Um, thank you for this opportunity. And so on that note, if you could please um, look at 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. The Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for just giving us faith and stepping us and allowing us to live another day. I just ask that you please just help us to, help me to stay, be, be filled with your spirit, Lord, and say what you want me to say. And also please help us to have a, a receptive heart and to hear the, the, hear the truth from your Bible, Lord, and to apply that to our lives. We love you. Thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so the, Bible, the title for my message tonight would be um, Being Sober. Um, you see, here, the, the devil, he's hungry. And how many, of, how many of you here have ever gone hunting before? I know, I know I have. I really, really enjoy it. My favorite kind of hunting would actually be, be elk hunting. Um, I just love that time of the year. I love being out in the woods. I like the, like the pursuit of that animal. But uh, I've learned a little bit while, while hunting. Um, you have to kind of just consider some different things whenever you are out hunting. You have to consider what you wear, where you go, um, what, kind of, what, kind of di- what kind of mouth calls you use, and what kind of calls you use, what kind of rifle you have to use. And there's a bunch that you have to consider whenever you are you are whenever you're hunting, you know, you got to go out. Some, if you want to be successful, sometimes you have to go out and scout for a little bit and see kind of where the game is, um, where where they where they reside at. See where some different watering holes are. See where some different uh, where you maybe see them bed at. And you have to just get a, get a lay of the land. And today we have an enemy. We have somebody who is hunting. There is there is somebody who is doing that exact same thing. He's watching you. He's studying you. He's seeing all that you do and all where you go and all the things that you interact with. And he's figuring out the best way that he could take you down. He's figuring out when would you would be your most vulnerable. You see, 45% of marriages end in divorce. 13,384 drunk drivers or, or drunk driver-related deaths happen every year. One in four women and one in four men are involved in serious physical violence in their lifetime. And there are 48,103 suicides in 2020 alone. You see, this enemy is Satan. And everything that God has has put into place, everything that's good, everything that is is right, that Satan is attacking, and he is your enemy. And we are being hunted by this enemy. He is trying to attack us and destroy us and to ruin our lives and our testimonies and our relationships. 
And this, this enemy has a proven track record. This is, we've seen from numbers before. He knows what he's doing. He knows the, he's got a, he's got a good rifle. He knows exactly where you are. He, he's, he's a good, a good hunter and he wants to destroy you. But we can see from first Peter chapter five, three different aspects from it of how we can combat, combat the devil and to live a, a victorious life. And so the first thing that I want us to see from first Peter five would be in verse eight and it'd be who is devoured and what is being devoured. Um, the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. And then also in Job 1, 7, we see, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And then also in Luke 22, 31, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. You see, this enemy, this would be Satan. Uh, he's, he's prideful, he's wicked, and he hates God, and is your enemy. Because if, if you're saved, if you're one of God's, he wants to attack you. He wants to destroy you. He doesn't want you to have a good testimony. And so he is the one doing the devouring. He's the one walking about, the one looking around and seeing and seeing who's, who's out there so he can pinpoint you and he can destroy you. And who he's pointing out is, who he's looking for is Christians, but also lost people. Because Satan, he's, he's bound for hell. His, his, uh, his fate is sealed. One day he's going to get cast into the, into the lake of fire and be gone forever. But before he goes there, he has to drag as many people down as he possibly can with him. He has to take as many with, with him as he, as he can. And as a Christian, he can't take you there with him, but he can take your, your testimony, your influence and the impact you have on others. He can take, take that with him and allow you to not, not have that influence. And that's what he's trying to destroy. And so it's Satan that's devouring, and he's coming after you. And how is he doing this, though? We have to see. We have to see what, what, are his task, what, is, what is he trying to do. And we see this from, from verse 8, that he's walking about, seeking whom he may devour, just as a, just as a roaring lion. With this walking and seeking, he's, he's, he's looking, he's, he's observing, he's not going immediately into a, um, immediately into a, into a, the mountains per se and shooting at whatever, but rather he's going up there first to see what's a good stopping place. And uh, we see what his tactics are in First John uh, chapter 2, verses 15 through 16, and the Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so with this, with this world, this, this is what Satan's using. It's, it's kind of his lure. Um, it's much like a, di- di- a mouse diet that he caught. Um, I forgot to, forgot to bring one with me, but I believe that most of you guys have, have hunted before, would know what, what, know what one looks like. And those were actually invented, I was doing a little research, they were invented in either 1920 or 1921. And so they've been around for a little over 100 years. But the reason why they're still used today is because how effective they are. You can make a, a bunch of different varieties of noises with them. You can make a bunch of different sounds. But they're really effective. They do a, a good job of what they do. And the same goes here for, for these three different things that, that Satan uses. He uses the lust of the flesh, which would be selfishness, sinful fulfillment. He uses lust of the eyes, which is covetousness, envy, or vanity. And then he uses the pride of life. And this would be pride, arrogance, and it's the opposite of humility and meekness. And so this is what this is what the devil's using. He's using these, these three different things appealing to your to your outside, to your to your flesh, in order to try to get you to fall, in order to try to get you to follow him rather than following God. So that way you you will fall and you'll lose lose your testimony. Because it's um, he he used that and then he also used the past. And if you have sinned or if you have done anything wrong, he he's gonna use that and try to bring that up to you so that way you stop being in the fight and you stop engaging in this spiritual battle that we're in. Whenever you're, you're calling in an animal, you try it from different angles. You try it from different sides, and you, you uh, see what works most effective with that animal. Um, with, a, with a bull elk, I'm not going to, even if I have that mouth, that's what I'm calling, I'm not going to sound like a dying rabbit. I'm going to sound like either a bull elk, or I'm going to sound like a, like a cow.
learn to cut that animal out. The same thing go with with, with the devil. You can try different things. You may may try the lust of the flesh over here with you, but that doesn't work. Just come over here and maybe try try the lust of the eyes. Well, that doesn't work. Let's just try the pride of life. Or whatever you he does, he's going to take you at different angles. But we can have victory from that. We don't have to follow for those rules, but to rather be saved. And if we lost them, that's true salvation. Uh, the Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are all we, we are all short of God's standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because we're sinners, because we are short of, of God's standard, we, we have a, a place that we're going to go to one day, and that would be, be death. But we don't have to go there. Um, if, we, if we're lost, the Bible says in Romans 5.8, For God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us, and if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so if you're lost, you can have victory over those, over those um, temptations and over those lures that the devil has, and that's through, through getting saved, through repenting of your sins and calling on the Lord. But then this, I believe this would be more for us which are saved and how we can have victory from those, those lures, from those temptations, would be one that if we have fallen from them, is to conf- confess that sin. First uh, John one nine tells us, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, if we have fallen to one of those lures, if we have been been a, a harvester per se, we can confess that sin and to get right back with God and be in His fold and be saved once again. And then also we can follow Him. Uh, Psalm twenty three tells us, "If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want." He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou, prepar- thou, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so whenever you're staying by the gate, whenever you're staying by Christ, you're going to be safe from the devil's, devil's attacks and the devil's much like if you, uh, whenever animals stay on a, like an animal sanctuary or whatnot, it doesn't matter what you tie on them. You can't harm them. You can't, you can't attack them. You won't be able to, to see them. You won't be able to get them. And the same goes, goes with us. Much like if we stay with Christ, if we stay with following him, and we're part of his sheep, we're going to be safe. We're going to be all right. And so we've seen who, who's attacking and what's being devoured. We see how the devil's doing it. But lastly, let's see how we can have the offense. We see instead of always having, having the defense, but how we can also get on this offense. And that is through Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 18, where the Bible talks about the armor of God. And the Bible says, Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And so what's going to combat the devil? We have to, one, use the armor of God. On the loins, girt about with truth, that's the being protected by righteousness, a breastplate of righteousness, that's being acceptable before God and is lacking sin. Feet shod with the gospel of peace, that's living a short life and following the, or living not a short life, but living a life that is following the Bible. Shield of faith is trusting God. And then um, helmet of salvation is remembering salvation and how the victory is already won and the sword of the spirit is, is the bible that's a, that's our offensive weapon and so how we can combat the devil is to have on the 
just just unlit God, and then also to pray. Um, the victory is already won. God, when Jesus died on the cross, we already got our victory. We don't have to be nervous about the fact that we're going to be hard, that we're going to be taken by the devil, or that we're going to be destroyed. But we already have won. Um, the Bible says in First Peter five verse nine, "Who resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world." But the God of grace, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so, with this, we see that we just need to be be praying unto God. Just like um, our Bible lesson in uh, Ephesians chapter six, which is verse eighteen, it says, "Praying always with all supplication, with all prayer and supplication." And so. If we're praying to God, we're going to be in his fold. We'll know where to, where to go and what to do because God is over all and he sees what's, what's happening. And he'll be able to lead and guide and direct you. If you're in his fold, you'll be, you'll be okay. And so we have to have the armor of God on us. We need to be praying. And we also need to be reading our Bible. Um, this, is our, this is our offensive tool against what the, what the, what the devil has. Um, if we can see that somebody else is going through a tribulation or a trial, or if we can see that something else is coming upon someone else, we can take the word of God and can use whatever they're, they're going through, whatever lie they may be believing, and attack it with truth, and we'll be able to have the offensive. And then also we lastly just need to walk with God. First uh, Peter 4, 7 says, um, but the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And so with this watching, we need to just have self-control. Uh, big bucks and big bulls don't come about because they weren't, weren't observant and weren't, didn't last, uh, it's just, and they didn't have self-control. But it's the opposite. Big bulls and big bucks come about because they, they have self-control. They are observant. They are watching. They are doing the, the things that are needed to stay away from those lures and the trials that, that the devil presents or that we would present. And so we just, in order to, to combat the devil, just remember to put on the armor of God, to be praying, to be reading your Bibles, and to be following following him. Um, and so that's, that's how we can combat him. One, by being saved. If you are saved, you're in God's protection. You're in his fold, and he'll keep a hedge about you. And then to walk with him. Going away from the shepherd's gonna gonna get you killed. Uh, my parent, growing up, my, my family, we we had some sheep, and there was times where the, if, if the sheep went away from the fold, we had to make sure to bring them back into the flock. Otherwise, something could happen to them. Um, we did have end up having some dogs come and get to our sheep one time, and it was because the the sheep had, had gone had gone away. And so you have to make sure to be in the flock, and that way the shepherd can protect you. And then lastly, just put on the armor of God, and you'll be able to to resist the lures that that they have for you. Let's, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for keeping us safe and protecting us, for allowing us to live another day and to have another day, Lord. I just ask you, please help us to put on your armor and resist the devil and that we would just live lives that would be bring honor and glory to you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor. just a vivid reminder that um, <clears throat> we need to walk carefully with God. Um, we, uh, we know God's will. Well, if God's will, so is the devil. And we know that he's trying to destroy us. And so let, let us be sober and vigilant. And thank you, Clay, for that song tonight. We appreciate you and uh, glad we got to be a part of your life and your ministry in this what a joy it is to have each one of you here tonight. If there's any issues that you have, you need to talk to me, come see me. I'd be happy to help in any way that I can. Let's stand and let's be dismissed in worship. Father, we thank you for today.
Thank you, Lord, for this young man that you're calling in his life. I pray that you will use him greatly in, in the ministry. And thank you, Lord, that we're able to share some with him. And thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to uh, serve you and that when you come, that you'll find us being faithful. Lord, we love you. Pray your blessings upon us. Use us this week. In Jesus' name, amen.